Shall we begin with singing our praise? Would you stand and sing with us, please? One, two, three, four, and... From the earth to the sky, let it rise, let it rise. From the dark into light, now alive, now alive. We are here to lift you up, here to sing a song of love, here to give you, God, what you are worthy of. A holy roar, reaching for heaven. Good morning. Welcome to Hollis Hills United Methodist Church. This is a place of love and hope and safety, of forgiveness and peace. We are so glad you are here. You are invited. You are loved. We've been waiting for you. Children, too, are welcome here. Please know that we welcome your smiles, your wiggles, and your giggles. So children, start your giggling. <laughs> I am Gene Sprague. What I love about being a United Methodist, especially a Lotus Hills United Methodist Church, is that 
Pam and I were welcomed with open arms at this church. Uh, we've been here about a year. Uh, came from another um, Methodist church, which we loved. Uh, but the welcome here was outstanding. We've been welcomed by two pastors in this short span of a year, both of pastors who have welcomed us, inspired us, and keep us wanting to be here every Sunday. I know that each of you share that vision with me, and for those who are new, this is an opportunity to be loved and welcomed and have and be in an inclusive congregation that asks you to join in on just about everything there is, including the pumpkin patch. So if you're a first-time guest, please let us know by filling out the blue card found in the pew pockets. You can return them by placing them in the offering box in the Welcome Center. Need to let you know about a, a, a few things that are happening here. Let me tell you that we are a praying church and we offer many ways to share your prayers with our prayer teams. There are prayer request cards that are yellow in the pew in front of you. Fill it out and return it to the offering box in the Welcome Center. If you'd like an electronic bulletin, use your smart device to click on the QR code in the pew in front of you, and you will be transported to the web page where you will find the bulletin, prayer request, and other information about our church and ways to give. For me, it's always an adventure to use the QR code, but I've, I've tested it out and it actually works. So, Every Sunday, Pastor Cheryl invites you to coffee and donuts with the pastor in her office down the hallway behind the Welcome Center from 10.15 until 10.45 a.m. Anyone who wants information about life in the church or want to know more about Lotus Hills United Methodist Church is welcome to join in. Now, this is a big item. I want you all to pay attention real closely here. Please look for the pumpkin patch and trunk or treat service opportunities, both in the Welcome Center and with Judy on the front porch. Judy will tackle you if you go by her. Uh, so. <laughs> So many hands and hearts are needed to show our community our love and our commitment to Christ. This is truly an opportunity for both fellowship and discipleship. With Pumpkin Patch running through October 30th and Thanksgiving worship on November 17th at 7 p.m. and all our Christmas services including our children's nativity on December 11th at 11 a.m. and our cantata on December 18th. We're so very busy in the next few months. We will resume our fellowship dinners in January 2023. This morning, our moment of mission is brought to you by Bob and Carol Sutherland to share our mission news about how we can help serve those in need through Lotus House of Neighborly Services. 
Welcome. God bless you. I don't ever come to this service. I usually come to the 9 o'clock, 8.30 used to be. And so I don't, there's a lot of faces here I don't know. My name is Bobby Sutherland. This is my wife, Carol. And we're so happy to see you. And we're talking about how blessed we are. I mean, we're, we're beyond belief how many blessings we bestowed on us by the good Lord every day. And it reminds me of a Chris Christopherson song. He was asking the question, why me, Lord? What have I ever done to deserve even one of the pleasures I've known? And in the refrain, he goes, Jesus, our hands, our souls in your hands. And that's the way we feel about helping the needy here in Holotus. Of course, there's a San Antonio food bank, and a lot of us in this congregation have worked there, done things, and have supported that. But here locally, on kind of a grassroots situation, there's, unbeknownst to a lot of people, there's a little place called the Holotus House of Neighborly Services. And they do more than just hand out food. They also help with bills and, and with counseling, with other things, too. And it's right down the street. If you're going to Scenic Loop Road, right before you get there, you'll see a lion on the, on the road. He's not in the road. He's on the side of the road. That's the Lions Club. And they're, they're in an annex right next to anyway. They, they do, my wife, Vanna, just <laughs> handed out the handed out some pamphlets that tells you what they're in dire need of on a regular basis. So look in your, look in your pantries or go shopping and, and bring whatever you can to church. There's a box right out there in the foyer that says House of Neighborly Services. And uh, it fills the void where a lot of folks can't even make it to the food bank downtown or up in San Antonio. Here locally, there's, there's a place for them to come and get substance when they need it. We appreciate everything y'all do, and uh, God bless. Thank you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. This way we can literally reach out to those that are in need and feed his sheep. So go shopping, please. (laughs) (laughs) Pastor Shell has learned a lesson. Never give me a microphone. This, this, is a, this is one, it's in the rules of the church. She just didn't read that. <laughs> Don't give Bobby Sutherland the mic. Anyway, the reason I want to add a little bit more on, if you'd like to volunteer at the, at the facility, which is right down the street, as I said, they would love to see you. You can do it half a day, one day, someday, whatever. Just show up and give them a call or whatever, and they'll be glad to put you to work sorting groceries or stocking shelves or filling bags or whatever be the case. Anyway, God bless you all. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bob and Carol. Yet again, another opportunity for discipleship here at Lotus Hills. Now, Jesse Spina, our Director of Christian Education, will share some of her announcements. I will be brief, I promise. I know we're all ready to worship. 
I just wanted to let you all know that our trunk or treat count for the donations towards that, we've got, we've received five small bags of candy, 22 large bags of, or medium, excuse me, and 11 large bags of candy. I did not count anything today. And I wanted to say thank you for those donations towards this event. Um, that's probably, in my experience, enough for us to support the three trunks we have signed up at this point. Hello to Strunk or Treat started off just as a, an idea between us and our neighbors to provide a safe place for our kiddos to trick or treat um, in a safe location in a parking lot, hence the trunks. And it turned into a whole community coming out. Last year we held it in um, Old Town Holotus, and if you were there and you saw the crowd turned out, you would know that I'm really not exaggerating when I say that we had about a thousand members of our community show up. And so it's turned into this awesome opportunity for us to reach out and to be a part of our community, to say hello, we're here and we want to be a part of your lives. And this year we have the added opportunity of having those members of our community come to our church campus because we're holding it here. It will probably be smaller and all because it's not in Old Town Holotus. But we have the opportunity to make those connections and show that we are a safe place and we want to be a part of your lives. And we don't have to, to preach in order to make that happen because our actions should be speaking that to the people we encounter every single day. So it is a great opportunity. There are volunteer opportunities, like was said earlier. The sign-up sheet is out there. Also, my parents, if you have an elementary-age student, we are having another one of our um, kids' parties uh, Saturday, October 15th from 4 to 7 p.m. I will have the um, Facebook ad up shortly, and it's on our website already. If you're on my mailing list, that will come to you. But if you'd like more information, please uh, throw something at me as I walk out, and I'll get you more information about that. Uh, thank you. The scripture reading is from Psalms, chapter 91, verses 1 through 6, and continuing on to 14 through 16. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress, my God, in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and defense. You will not fear the terror of the night, or the arrow that flies by day, or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, or the destruction that wastes at noonday. Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. When they call to me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks. Let us pray. Dear Lord, we are grateful for your continual love and care for all your people. We thank you and bless you for sheltering us, for always being our refuge and our fortress to whom we place our trust. You are our life and our salvation, and it is under your mighty wings of protection we will reside. Receive our thanks and praise as we worship you in your holy name now and forever. Amen. Amen. At this time, I'd like to invite the kiddos forward for our spark moment before we head out to children's worship, to spark worship.
Good morning, guys. I have to say I'm impressed. We had a lot of announcements today, and there were not a whole lot of giggles or wiggles happening. You guys did a great job. You did. So today we're going to be learning about God's protection. Do we know what protection means? Hudson, have you ever heard that word? Protection? To stay safe, right? To keep something safe, right? If something's special to you, you protect it and you take care of it so it doesn't get hurt or harmed in any way, right? And we have this awesome person in our life that protects us. Do you know who it is? God and Jesus, absolutely, yes. That's usually the correct answer when I ask you questions. It's a pretty good guess. God protects us all of the time, and that's what we're going to be talking about today in worship. And for our kiddos, we're going to be talking about it through the story of Daniel. He is one of the coolest guys in the Old Testament. Have you guys heard of Daniel before? We get to meet Daniel when he's pretty young, and Daniel's life did not go the way he planned it. Daniel, when he was like a teenager, he gets taken into captivity. His country gets conquered by Babylon, and he gets taken to serve in the king's household in Babylon. And he's in a place that doesn't speak the same language as him or eat the same food as him, doesn't even have the same faith that he grew up with. They didn't believe in the one true God. And Daniel had to trust God to protect him and take care of him throughout this journey. Daniel served under five different kings, and he faced a lot of problems with keeping his faith underneath those kings And each time that he faced a challenge where he had to keep his faith, do you know what happened? God protected him. Each and every time he trusted God to take care of him, and God did. And each and every time that process happened, other people saw it. And eventually those kings, they came to respect Daniel. They came to say, you know what, this guy knows what he's talking about. And the last king he served, when he was thrown into the lion's den, he saw that king saw Daniel's faith, saw how Daniel's God trusted him and protected him and took care of him. And that king came to understand and believe that God. How amazing is that, that your faith can affect the life of somebody else? And all we have to do is trust that God's going to protect us. We're going to learn more about that, and we're going to talk about that in Spark Worship. We're going to sing songs. We're going to have a short little Bible video that tells us the story of Daniel in the lion's den. And then we're going to play a game of Daniel, Daniel, Lion. It was quite rousing in first service, so I expect that we'll have a lot of energy in second service. Are you guys ready for that? Let's bow our heads and pray. You ready? Fold your hands, bow your heads, close your eyes, and say, Dear God, you are always with us, watching over our lives, and keeping us safe. Thank you, God. In your name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to exit out the back so I can check security wristbands before we go to Spark Worship. Jesse, thank you. We're going to stay here and learn about God's protection, too. There may not be much singing or dancing unless you want to. I'm not opposed to it. My name is Cheryl Broom, and I'm the pastor here. At Helotus Hills United Methodist Church. And as is our habit on Sunday with prayer time, we invite you to share your prayers with us by raising your hand. I see Jesus and Patricia back there. Do you have a microphone? Uh, he has a great voice, too. We're going yes, to try to see if, if Jesus will run up front and back as many times as possible as no, you raise you. your hand. <laughs> we call this holy exercise. Um, and 
if you'll raise your hand if you have a prayer request and then give your name and what your prayer request is, then we will say, Lord, hear our prayer or Lord, hear our praise. And we will then pray for you during the week in all our prayer groups. So feel free to share with us what you would like to share. Uh, my name is Jan, and I've just been here about a year, but I'm just going to have praise for everybody who's helping with Pumpkin Patch and um, blessings for the month of October that it all turns out. Lord, hear our praise. I was coming out of Hobby Lobby Saturday, and I was struggling um, trying to get stuff in the car in the basket, and some kind lady came over and offered to take the basket for me. And by remiss, I did not ask her her name, but God bless her, and there are many more that have done that for me, especially you guys here. Lord, hear our praise. Hi, this is Sharon. I'm over here in the corner. Can't see me. I just wanted to lift up a praise for Steve that he's back with us and that he had a successful surgery and continued prayers for continued healing. Lord, hear our prayers. I'm Sabrina, and uh, today is National Daughters Day. I looked it up just to make sure. And I am blessed with four of them and very thankful for them. We give God thanks for all four of your daughters and all daughters here. Lord, hear our prayers. Thank you, Sabrina. I want to ask for prayers for Debbie on Wednesday when she has her surgery. So, that's it. Okay, so we'll have Debbie for surgery on Wednesday. Lord, hear our prayers. Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Christian. This is my wife, Caitlin. We're new to the church, and we're just so thankful for uh, being welcomed in such an enlightening fashion. Um, also, I would just like to pray for all the people that keep us safe in the hospitals, um, law enforcement, firefighters, um, military, men and women. Thank you so much. Lord, hear our prayers. We continue to lift up those who are facing uh, effects of Hurricane Fiona, and now we have Hurricane Ian, and we have Tropical Storm Noru. There's all kinds of storms and messes going on, and we would just ask God to protect people and those who serve um, in disasters. Lord, hear our prayers. If there are no more prayer requests, then let's go before God in the silence of our own prayers, and then we'll end with the Lord's Prayer. Let us pray. Almighty and awesome God, you are an everlasting God, the creator of all things, and we are grateful that you never grow faint or weary. We praise you for your understanding, and we thank you for granting us power and strength as we wait upon you to renew our strength. Guide us, O oh God, to accept your comfort and care as we offer you our prayers. 
Sustain us in your love and care as we pray together the prayer Jesus taught his disciples, saying together, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who have trespassed against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Oh, yes, I remember these early days. If you think back, think back to March of 2020. Around the first of the month, we started having people get sick with mysterious illness. Some unknown virus, they called it. And it was then when we were ushered into a public health disaster across the world with rampant spread of a virus that they began to call the coronavirus or COVID-19. It was then in the early days that we were ordered to stay home and shelter in place. In case you don't recall these shelter-in-place orders, that happens when the government instructs us, requires us, essentially orders people to remain in their current location. Shelter-in-place means you find a safe location, usually indoors, and stay there until orders are given, all clear, or you're told to evacuate. Often a shelter-in-place order is imposed during times of eminent danger. And once the danger is over, quickly the order is lifted and life can resume as normal. In March of 2020, throughout the United States and in Texas local counties and municipalities, we were ordered to shelter in place. We were ordered to stay home until the raging pandemic was under control. It was for our own safety, they said. It was a weird time. It was a scary time. Do you remember where you were when you received the orders to shelter in place? It's a powerful memory. Suddenly, the world that we knew it stopped, and with less and less cars on the highways and byways, it got quiet. Here in Bear County, even worship services were canceled. You were told you could not meet in person, but only via worship by uh, Zoom or YouTube or video. In other Texas counties, they created executive orders to shelter in place and stay home. Officials promised it would only last until the virus had run its course. And once the public was safe, they promised we would return to life as normal. It was a surreal time. It was a time of shock and uncertainty and fear. At that time, I was living in Austin in Travis County, and they had a list of essential businesses. And believe it or not, in Austin, Texas, the church was considered an essential business. I know, in Austin. And so I was able to go to work, to go to the church. But because of the orders, the stay-at-home orders, you could be fined up to $1,000 or 180 days in jail if you violated those orders. Did you know that? So they made me a little certificate that said essential worker. In case I was pulled over by the police, I could show my papers. 
It was a weird time. This had never happened to the US, this kind of curtailing of our freedoms. This was the first to be of what many restrictions and health requirements were placed on us as we helplessly watched the spread of COVID-19 over the course of the year 2020 into 2021, and now even some in 2022. I wonder if you too lived in fear of contracting this dreaded disease as you watched health reports of death and devastation in the wake of COVID-19. Maybe you were uncertain about how to make ends meet with limited salary or no salary. Maybe you too wondered, when will this pandemic be over? Stay home, stay safe, they ordered. Shelter in place, they ordered. And I wonder, did you really feel safe when you were sheltered in place? Or did this imposed quarantine make you wonder about where you could really find shelter, a safe place, a refuge? Well, let's look to see what scripture says. If you'll open your pew Bible, you can join me in reading on page 653. We start with verse one and then flip the page and we'll carry on with verses 28 through 31. Comfort, oh, comfort my people, says your God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not grow faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and young will fall exhausted. But those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles, and they shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. This is the word of God for the people of God. Sometimes before you hear the good news, you've got to hear some bad news, right? Well, first, let me tell you a little bit of good news because I'm proud of you. You have been courageous, you have been faithful during these difficult three, almost three years. And I'm so proud of you. The fact that you are here in church now speaks volumes to your commitment to Jesus Christ and your hope for the future. So I'm gonna to say to you, good on you for being here, for persevering, for trusting in God's protection because it's been nearly three years of lockdowns, restrictions, difficulties. In the US, we had more than one million deaths associated with the pandemic. And we can feel the effect of COVID-19 and all its variants, even now hammering on our economy. It disrupted school for millions of children who are still trying to catch up and there are today claims that the pandemic's over. Before you say, yay, there are still many doctors and health professionals who say we're not done with it yet. We're only beginning to realize that we're gonna have to live with COVID and all its variants for a long, long time. And as we continue to deal with the aftermath of COVID-19, we also are facing political and social unrest. We're facing an uncertain economy, raising inflation, supply chain shortages. The world continues to be a wild and dangerous place to live for so many people. 
There's war raging in Ukraine, and along with it, fear of nuclear engagement. In the United States, we struggle with immigration issues, hunger, poverty, homelessness, violence in our schools and on our city streets. What a time to be alive. And even when life is hard and scary, where can we find true shelter? Is it staying safe in our home? During the pandemic, while sheltering in place, staying safe at home, many of us discovered our sense of safety was merely an illusion. Staying at home made us feel like we were safe because we had a solid roof over our head or strong walls around us. It gave us a false sense of security. And the longer it went, the more we began to see the truth that literally no one or no thing can we rely upon except for God. During COVID-19, we might have been fooled in placing our faith in powerful leaders, in the strong economy at the time, in cutting-edge medicine. But now we can see the reality. Now we know that it is not just medical professionals and politicians who are doing the best that they can, but no one knows what the future holds. We can only look to God for our protection. So may I remind you of the words found in Psalm 91 that Jean read earlier. Listen to these words. You who live in the shelter of the Most High, who abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust, For he will deliver you from the snare of the hunter and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness, a shield and defense. You will not fear the terror of the night or the arrows that fly by day or the pestilence that stalks in the darkness or the destruction that wastes at noonday. Those who love me, I will deliver. I will protect those who know my name. And when they call on me, I will answer them. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue them and honor them. With long life, I will satisfy them and show my salvation. As these words wash upon you, do you get that sense that you can let go of all worry and fear, knowing that God has us in the palm of God's hands? In the Bible, you'll find over 80 references that talk about shelter, 141 references for the word refuge. The good news is that we can find refuge and shelter in our God. In him, we can truly find shelter in faith. The Bible mentions in the King James Version Dictionary, the word shelter means to be covered from injury or annoyance, defended, protected from danger, secure or rendered safe. I remember um, I grew up in Oklahoma City as a child. We moved from upstate New York to Oklahoma City. Talk about culture shock. And in Oklahoma City, we found that they had tornadoes and big, wicked storms all the time. It's kind of scary growing up in that. And when the storm would rage, and when a tornado was in the vicinity, the sirens screamed out the alarm and warning. 
day or night, telling us that we were in imminent danger, that we need to seek shelter immediately. Have you ever had one of those sirens go off? Lori said yes. Most people call it a siren. I call it a siren because I lived in Oklahoma City for a while. So when a big storm struck, and usually it would be in the middle of the night, right? And the sirens would go off. My mom would hear it, and she'd gather up all five of her children, and we would go to the laundry room, which was kind of near the center of the house, and it had no windows. And she'd get us all in the laundry room, and we would have our pillows and snacks and stay in there until the siren was over and the storm had passed. And I remember thinking that this room was so safe. I felt so secure. I felt like nothing could touch us in the safety as we sheltered in place. It was only later, when I was a teenager, that I got a little lassadaisical about my safety and finding shelter in the storm. When the storm siren would go off, or siren would go off, often me, as a teenager, and many of our neighbors would go out in front of the house and stand and watch for the tornado. We did. Anybody else do that? Lori, you did it too. We would stand out front, and everybody's, oh, look, there's the tornado coming our way. And I begin to wonder now, why would we stand in the path of a deadly storm instead of seeking shelter? And, and then I started to think about storm chasers. Anybody in here storm chaser? Uh-huh. They listen to the radio, they find the coordinates of the stor storm, and they get in their car. Now we've got Google. I guess you can find it easier. And they go to the storm. They want to get up close and personal to that danger. And I always think again to myself, why in the world would we place ourselves in the path of the storm instead of seeking shelter? Here we find in Scripture that no matter what storm you face, God has a place for you in protection. God's wonderful promise of care for us makes me wonder why we choose to not enter God's shelter of faith. Now, a more mature person than I am, when I face trouble, when I'm really afraid of, instead of hunkering down in the laundry room, I call out to the Lord. First, I look at Bible verses that bring me a sense of structure, safety, and faith in God, much like the ones we read from today, from Psalm 91 or Isaiah 40. I go to scripture to see what God has to say. And as I begin to quote this scripture, as I begin to use this scripture, I can trust in God's promises. In Isaiah 41, I find that I can find comfort and rest and peace and assurance. I find that I can trust and believe in the Lord that our everlasting God, creator of the ends of the earth, does not grow weary, does not grow faint. God understands the underst uh, things that are unsearchable, and he gives me power and strength. Now, I know even youth will get weary and faint, but those who call upon the Lord will renew their strength. They'll mount up on wings like eagles and run and not be weary. They'll walk and not grow faint. These are the scriptures I go to to bolster me when I get in the middle of a storm or I become afraid. Kind of like what happened on Friday night. I was in bed reading. It was around 11 p.m. 
and suddenly the lights went out. The house went dark. I couldn't see a thing except for my electronic book and my cell phone. It was suddenly very dark and very quiet. And with no prior warning, I didn't know what had happened. I started to listen to see if anyone was around my house, right? I began to let my mind wander to all the scary things that could be out there in the dark. Peeking out the window, I saw that the church lights were still on. My lights off, church lights on. Well, I didn't want to actually open the door and go outside because the power had been cut off maybe by a villain who had nefarious intent upon harming me, or I thought. Or maybe it was just part of a rolling blackout. Then I thought, well, what if it's going to be out all night long? I'm just being real here. This is how I felt. I go to the fuse box. I found the fuse box. Thank you, Johnny. I found the fuse box, opened it up with my cell phone, looked at it, and it made no sense. On, off, on, off, on, off. I flipped everything once or twice. Nothing happened. So I went back to my room and locked the door because I didn't know if something, somebody was outside that was going to hurt me. Has that ever happened to you? You're in the dark. You don't know what's happening. Judy says it's happened to her. Well, as those thoughts started rolling around in my mind, I hunkered down, all right, but I hunkered down to pray. And I remembered God's promise of protection, and I claimed it. That's what I'm asking you to do today. Think about God's promises. Whatever mess that you're in, whatever scary thing, whatever storm or darkness is following you, seek God's promises. And I found these in Psalm 91 when I said, You who live in the shelter of the Most High, abide in the shadow of the Almighty, will say to the Lord, My refuge and my fortress my God in whom I trust. And God's promises kept my mind from spinning out to all those disastrous things that I thought or feared could happen. I recommend when you face any storm, hold on to scripture. Say it. Pray it. Claim it. For the Lord our God keeps his promises. My heart was made right. And at that time, in just that moment, I began to be sheltered in faith. I could finally rest, knowing that eventually everything would be made right. I was sheltered. I knew everything would be restored eventually, and all would be well. By the way, it was Dick Baldwin who cleared up the mystery when he told me someone had a car accident hitting an electrical substation in Helotus. It caused a lot of uh, electricity to go out that night. But being left in the dark, I didn't know that. Being left in the dark, I did not know. So also, who do I call when the power goes out? No, I mean, really, who do I call when the power goes out? <laughs> who? I'm going to call Kathy Yawn. <laughs> I wondered who I could call that night. Thank you, Kathy. <laughs> It was a little late to call people, so I just hunkered down in it. Today, though, today, we need to claim God's promise of shelter and refuge. As much as we ever have, we can trust that God will provide us shelter, and that means we have to have faith and trust in God. We can trust in God's plan of salvation that he gave us through Jesus Christ. Our part 
God's part was giving us Christ, giving us protection. Our part, simple and really hard to believe, to have faith and trust in God's plan of protection for us all. Trust that God will shelter us in any storm from deadly pestilence. By the way, do you know what pestilence means? It means pandemic. God will protect us from every pestilence. God is our refuge. His faithfulness, our shield and defense. So never again fear the terror of the night, even when the electricity goes out. Scripture promises us that God will shelter us in trouble, will be our rescue, will honor us with long life and salvation, and we can trust in God's plan of salvation because trusting in God actually strengthens our faith muscles especially in the midst of a storm. Look at us. Look at us. We made it through a remarkable time in history. We made it through 2020. Can I get a hallelujah? We made it through 2021. And we have made it thus far through 2022. And I have every faith that God will continue to shelter us in faith if we do our part. Remember, God's part's to provide the protection. It's there for you. Our part, to believe and have faith and trust in God. You know, it was during 2021 when all the restrictions towards the end of the year were lifted. Most of the restrictions. And people hit the street. And they have continued working from home, some people, going to school, some online. With our limited seating and worship, we worshiped in 2021, but we're no longer in lockdown. We are no longer ordered to stay home and shelter in place. Now traffic is back up to normal. Oh, look at Bandera. And we're quickly returning to a post-COVID normal. But I wonder, are we back to relying on our own shelter, to shelter in place? on our own means, on our own ability to be safe? Or, or are we trusting in God to shelter in faith? I leave that with you to decide. You know, we may run into trouble again. Who can you trust? Who can you rely on? God and God alone. And may we be reminded that God is with us, even now as we shelter in faith. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. At the end of every sermon, we talk about our response. And Sharon gets on the piano so that she can play our song of thanks. The doxology is really a, a praise song. We're praising God for what God has done for us. And God calls us to, be, to respond some way. So I'm going to ask you to consider how God is causing you to feel and to respond this morning. How are you going to share the light of Christ with others and talk about this shelter, this protection that God offers when the world will not? Consider that as we sing this, our praise song. You can stand as you're able in body or spirit and let us sing the doxology.
also stand together in discipleship. And what that means is following Christ through learning more. You have opportunities to learn by going to Sunday school class. The Pathfinders meet in the park building. The Grace class meets in one of the rooms, the green room. 305? Okay. Follow Bobby. But you're welcome to learn and grow in faith. And then from that point, we do what our mission statement calls us to do. Will you, will you say that with me as we proclaim what we intend to do in the world? The mission of Lotus Hills United Methodist Church is to make new disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. I pray you leave this place to transform the world into the image of Christ and share with them what it's like to live in a shelter of faith. Amen? Amen. If you want to join this church, you come up here and meet with me as we sing this, our last song. It's a beautiful choice, Kathy, leaning on the everlasting arms. Thank you so much for being in worship today. Bells, Richard, they all kind of left because they've been here since um, dark 30 to prepare and play for us. Also, Kathy and Sharon, thank you for representing the praise band and being here in worship today. And thank you for being here. Uh, I want to also thank Jesus and Patricia because when I was singing, he was figuring out how hard it is to carry the light of Christ. <laughs> it is super easy for the light of Christ to go out even to go out in our heart, and we're left all in the dark. So I, I just want to remind you that you have God's protection no matter what, no matter the darkness that you're facing, the pestilence or fear, that God is with you. Be blessed as you go forth. Amen? Amen. Amen. Amen.